nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Well, today we have the spookiest episode we've ever had on this show because uh, as we're recording this, it's a couple of days before Halloween, and maybe you're listening to this on Halloween. It's time to get a little bit scared, mostly probably because I won't really know uh, what these words are that Kathy and Ross are talking <laughs> about, so I am a little scared about what they have in store, but uh, what are we starting with, guys? Well, I just want to say that I told Ross that we should start with me singing Spooky Little Thing, and Ross said no. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that was a little too frightening. <laughs> So instead, we'll start with the genesis of this was um, I was out the other night at a a get together here in Granada and um, a guy who listens to the podcast, Ty, said, um, well, you know all about words, Kathy. Is a warlock just a male witch? Because we were talking about things Halloween. And I said, well, I think so. And this went on on that vein a little bit. And then, of course, he resorted to Google because I was not forthcoming. And he said, (laughs) you should do a podcast about this. So I talked to Ross and we said, yeah, there was more. When we started looking, you'd be surprised at at, at the depths of spooky words. So should we start, Ross, with Warlock? Yeah, I think we should. And I think we could even open with a question for Fletcher because we both question this ourselves. What do you think? I mean, uh, this sounds silly, but what do you think about Warlock? When you when I say Warlock, what do you think of? Julian Sands. And I think maybe that's because he, I think maybe he starred in a movie called Warlock. And so. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, if, if, if we're doing, you know, free association or whatever, that's what that's what pops into my head. But a warlock. Yeah. I mean, I think of, of I mean, I guess you would say a male witch, but, you know, the guy he's dressed in black and there's satanic symbols around and he's casting spells and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much, I think if I had, to, I, for me, I thought of bewitched and, um, I thought so too. Bewitched. Yeah, that was my, thing. her father, Maurice, I believe his yeah. name was. That's what I think of. Or if you want to do the other thing, like Alistair Crowley mm-hmm. and all of those. Right, people. right. Yeah. But we, I think, but Kathy and I both talked about this also in the sense that I thought of this as like almost a kind of fake word. I mean, it does have connotations backwards and it was really, uh, popularized, uh, by Sir Walter Scott. And it originally had a sort of a Scottish sort of feel to it. And I kind of thought of this, and I'm not sure you guys did or not. I thought of it as almost not quite a real, it's a real word, but not quite in general use. Did you have that feeling? You mean like a fake real word? Like like a word that pretends to be a real word? I, I don't know how to explain well, I, I guess I'm saying a word, to some degree, a word that's been over, overly applied that's, it tends to be more recent. I didn't think I thought of Sir Walter Scott as the popularizer of the word, and then it came into bewitched into film and all that. I didn't think of it going backwards in time too long, even though it existed, but it was not a major word. Does that make any sense? What you're saying makes sense. I I can't say that I've thought about it enough to agree with you that that I have felt that way. But mm-hmm. what you're saying makes sense. Yeah, sure. Well, what we did find is Ross is wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love being able to say that as the little sister. <laughs> He's wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been around longer than, because Ross said that. Ross is like, should we even do this word? Is it legit? 
Remember us? You did. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I thought Sir Walter Scott, and I thought it did have some. I mean, I'm going to defend myself very vociferously right now. <laughs> I did think. I did think it was when I said fake. I meant I thought it was a real word. I just didn't think it was an an amazingly in general use. And it turns out, indeed, as Kathy had said, however much I hate to admit it, I was very wrong. We looked at OED, and it goes back to the 1200s, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it does tend to be. Um, mean basically what we think it means. The word initially came from warlaga, which means a breaker of oaths, a deceiver. Although when we looked at the OED, in most cases, that breaker of oaths of a deceiver really does have like a, a male witch kind of feel to it. You're allied with the devil, you're a demon, even though technically, I mean, I guess a devil would be an oath breaker. A demon wouldn't exactly be good with oaths. Actually, either. though, no, initially it was, it was a tr just someone who broke an oath. Initially it wasn't. The devil component came in a little later. Well, twelve. if you're calling 1200 a little later, my dear. <laughs> yes, I am, Ross. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to attack back on my sister here. Soul. <laughs> yeah. No, because I had, I mean, I have one here from Guthlack from actually well, 1300 I have <laughs> no but they're all those are all they're, they're all in league with the devil 1400s I can't uh, Genesis talking about uh, well I Lurlegan. see that in about a thousand the devil was evolved prior to that it was just a breaker of oaths but that's what I, I think we're both in agreement that I'm saying that's quite early so what it you're is. saying is quite late <laughs> Yes, so. it is. <laughs> yes. So we could both be wrong. I don't know about you guys, but going back to Ross, what you were saying about Warlock seeming recent, I kind of think that I thought Warlock came from something like, like a lock of hair casting a spell. You know what hmm. I mean? It sounded to me like a sort of compound word. I don't know what. I did not think of it as an old English word. I know it It was from the you know Scots, Scots and Sir Walter. But mm -hmm. I, I, to me, it sounded like like I, I always had a hairlock, like a hemlock, that kind of feeling. That's interesting. It's wrong. Of course, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the the actual thing is is uh, basically what we said. It's oathbreaker rather than anything with the lock of hair. Yeah. And then the war actually is uh, actually war is used to be sort of feminine, I believe. And then it became masculine. I'm looking at it, and they said the Old English warlaga was a weak masculine traitor. But the first element, Old English war, has a feminine sort of feel right. to it. War is truth, which is feminine. So your breaker of a feminine, I guess, the waro, though, would be truth, would be the oath. So, yeah, that would be the case. One interesting aspect, though, which I'm going to throw out now is, and I think it sort of defends both Kathy's and my feeling that it's not a great old fashioned word is Tolkien, J.R. Tolkien. We all know what was the King of Angmar who was technically a warlock. What did Tolkien call him? A witch king. Oh, a right. witch king. Oh yeah, that's right. And, and here's something really interesting. Guess who wrote or who did principal research on warlock for the uh, Oxford English dictionary. Was it Tolkien? Yes. <laughs> yet Rich he chose. <laughs> yet he chose not to call the king of Angmar a the warlock. warlock king. I think partly alliterative. Warlock king doesn't sound as good as witch king. I always liked how witch king sounded. Yeah, it sounds scarier. It does. It does. So I'm sort of curious. Did he choose it because he didn't like the word warlock for the king of Angmar, or did he choose it because? It just sounds nicer, you know, Witch King. I don't oh, know. Oh, well, it's no much idea. more euphonious because it's two yes. it's two single syllables, I think. Yes. Warlock King is not, is not Witch King. 
Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Oh, I think so. Well, what gets me, though, as we go back to a controversy regarding Warlock is, and we go back to Ty's question was when he asked me, and I had no idea, is a warlock simply a male witch? Some people say not at all that a warlock is not a male witch. A warlock is a conjurer. A warlock warlock is something different. Mm -hmm. Then other people say absolutely a warlock's a male witch. But then you find some old texts that refer to warlocks and male and female witches. So it gets really oh, weird. Oh, warlocks and then also witches who are male, which are not warlocks. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems to be the jury's mm-hmm. out. I mean, some people say absolutely, other people say not. But the other thing we found is that among those who follow magic, warlock has become like a off. You don't you don't like you. The term warlock is frowned upon. I was going to ask if um, uh, people who are involved in Wicca, if they used warlock, because because. Don't a lot of people refer to themselves as witches? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm, I'm going to plead mm-hmm. ignorance here, and apologies to any Wiccans who are listening. Um, that certainly we're not. We're, we're talking about the sort of scarier and more Halloween traditiony witches. But um, yeah, I, I was curious if people, if Wiccans, uh, refer to themselves as warlocks. That's what I found. It was. It was actually really interesting that apparently pagans and Wiccans, some identify as warlocks and others okay. don't. And, the, and, and some of them are saying they want to take back the term warlock. It's gotten a negative connotation because of your Julian Sands right, movies and right. the like, frankly. Other people in the community are like, don't use the word. Bad, don't. And again, I'm like you. I'm pretty ignorant on this topic. I've got to admit, this is just what I read. But yeah, it's like there's a real back and forth about the term warlock in that community. There really is. Is it a good word or a bad word? But I think the bottom line is, like, if you look at Merriam-Webster, Sticking with the definition, a warlock is a male witch. However, we've discussed this as well. Can a witch be a female? And we've already answered that question. Certainly, (laughs) can a witch be a male? We've answered that question. A witch can be a male or a female. Which comes to the next topic. Witch Witch. comes to the next (laughs) topic. (laughs) So the word witch. Good. (laughs) Now, you mentioned the word Wicca before. Do you know what Wicca means? Mm. Well, the old English noun Wicca means, drumroll, male witch or warlock. That's what Wicca means? Is male witch? The old English word. It's witcha. Yeah. Which is, or, and then female is, is Wicca with the E at the ending, a schwa sound at the ending. But they think it's called a deverbal. It's apparently from a, uh, the, the verb was Wiccan, and it was created from the verb to be witch, and it became witch. But they're not sure. No one really is sure. That's what I was wondering about in terms of, like, the origin of the word is really obscure. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the, the word Wicca as applied to the religion? Yeah. Because I'm looking at it, and they've got the thing about the word Pekka, which was sorcerers, and then it was uh, the Gardnerian guy mm-hmm. came up with the Wicca. Who knows? And there's some, some like Tacitus or something. They're saying it could mean a Grimm says it could mean the wick root could mean to curve, to bend. The uh, another one says that it, it could be come from a word meaning to practice divination. I like the proto uh, German Germanic reconstruction from they're saying it comes from Wicca one who wakes the dead. Ooh. Speaking of Halloween, but it, it's it, it's I didn't realize there was so much depth to these mm-hmm. words. I mean, because we we use them like so lightly in the Halloweeny sense, which we're talking about here. But the the history behind them is remarkable. What gets me is that getting the word witch 
the Middle English word, I don't know, how would you pronounce Ross? You're better at pronunciation than I. W-I-C-C-H-E. I, I looked at that. I, 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 I'd be Witta, I think, but I can't pronounce it. I'm, you, I'm not good at pronunciations either. Yeah. With that. Which is why we wrote a book called You're Saying It Wrong into the podcast. <laughs> but the interesting, the inter- is exactly the reason. But the interesting thing with the Middle English word is it was genderless. Hmm. Okay. It, was, it could be masculine or feminine. Okay. And then gradually the masculine kind of devolved from which, and then we got words like wizard and warlock instead. And speaking of which. We are. Do either of you know wizard where does wizard come from no I, I no i certainly don't know i don't at all how wise are you Ooh. oh wow it comes okay from wise yes it came from wise and the interesting thing with wizard actually is it has a uh, suffix to it ard which can be either positive or negative it can be an intensifier like wizard is a very wise person mm-hmm. But in uh, things like coward, the uh, ARD has a bad meaning. But so wizard in a weird way can be good or bad in that sense. Okay, so we're back to witch, (laughs) shall we? (laughs) Okay, so we're saying that witch initially was neither masculine nor feminine. Then it became more of a feminine word, correct? Right. This is where we were. And in current English, you tend to think of witch as a woman as opposed to as a man. Although we've also established that there can be witches who were men. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Got Precisely. it. Okay. Now, the concept of witch as a Wiccan is a separate thing from the witch we're talking right. about. Right. Okay. Just making sure we have all this. So now, I'm going to go to Merriam-Webster, which does it neatly, says... Which has four meanings currently. Person who has usually malignant supernatural powers, usually a woman. Okay, practitioner of witchcraft, a la Wiccan or Pagan. Mm -hmm. A mean or ugly old woman, hag or crone. And this is the one that I found fascinating, was a charming or alluring girl or woman, was their number four, which was only started in the 18th century. So you have witch is both a crone and like a hotsy totsy. A witch, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which goes back to remember our remember our contronyms, etc. We have two yeah. different meanings there. Yeah. But I think that's sort of common when you have like you know how awesome or terrible, uh, terrific. You know, terrific used to mean full of terror, and now it means great. So I, I, you yeah, can oh, see yeah, that's terrific. She's such a witch. But I mean, someone someone could be, if she's alluring, she could be bewitching, right? I mean, we already yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, bewitched. Yeah. Well, let's move along to a word that I don't think we can use two ways, and it's very monster. So, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone go, he's a monster in a good sense. I have. Really? Oh, I have. I have too. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally, Ross. It's a thing you go, oh my God, it's such a monster. It's like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if someone's really, really good at something, he's a monster. Yeah. I guess you're right. You are right. I'm sorry. I was watching a. Uh, a couple of years ago, I remember it vividly, I was watching a uh, Top Chef and the poor guy who was met this, like one of the chefs that was like this like amazing person. She, she's like, you know, famous, famous. 
And he said, I'm so glad to meet you. You're such a monster. Oh, yeah. And she looked at him with the most baleful <laughs> eyes. I don't think, she, I think she was like Ross initially. She was like, what the hell are you talking about, mister? You know? He didn't get far. <laughs> I'm even thinking, you know, lately over the past season and a half or so of Jeopardy, there have been some incredible uh, champions and I've often called them monsters. They, you know, they're winning yeah. forty, fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars in an episode, and, and I'm man, you that's are, a, you guys are correct. She's a monster, or he's a monster. Yeah, that actually moves into the the origins of the word, which I did not know. Do you have any idea where the word comes from, either of you? No, but this reminds me. Didn't we have someone ask recently about that ster suffix? You, we and, did. We answered that in an email. Exactly. And they they suggested that monster the the s t e r part was an agent of sub uh, suffix. Remember we were talking about agent of suffix a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago, mm -hmm. and they were correct. Monster comes from a, a Latin word manere, which means to remind or to warn, and the stir part is actually the agentive part, meaning someone or something which is warning. And so monster basically is an omen. It was originally the term went as like an omen or a, uh, a sign of evil coming up. And then it became obviously the monster that we know. I just want to interject because it was Kelly who came up with this and I thought she deserved a shout out. And she said, I wonder since it's spooky season, whether monster has any connection as an agent of su suffix. Probably not directly, but it's kind of funny to think of it as one that warns admonishes. Which is yes. what Ross just said. Fascinating. Yeah. No, it's really it's very much that case. But the, I was also going to say that it's possible because um, monster began as the malformed animal, you know, monstrosity, blah, 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 blah. But it did also become vast size, starting from the 1520s. Yes. So th Monstrous. that when you're a monster, it's extraordinary. To me, it's sort of like extraordinary. Then, right? Because mm -hmm. it's huge. No, exactly. It's huge. Yeah. Which is what you guys were saying before, in terms of like extraordinary talent in winning Jeopardy or extraordinary amount of money that you've won in Jeopardy. That's true. Yeah. That led me to wonder just now. I was thinking of speaking of monsters, the most famous monster in uh, history, Frankenstein. Where did monster. that come from? Anyone Ross know? Frankenstein's monster. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Fletcher. Thank you, Fletcher. <laughs> but now, but nowadays, Frankenstein itself has become, in effect, uh, the, monster. the monster. Wrongly. I mean, you're right. It's technically Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. But that, is, that sort of interested me because I just thought of this. We've taken Frankenstein, which is the name of a castle and which apparently Mary Shelley used to name uh name the, the person who developed the monster but we've now taken remember we we're talking about taking apart words and st franken food now mm. means a sort of monstrous or weird mm -hmm. food yeah, franken now has become a has become a prefix meaning in effect monstrous kind of like watergate like when you add gate. Yeah. suffix gate yeah. yeah yeah the gate is the suffix in that case yeah that's sort of interesting do i remember works. right that the monster was named adam i think you're right I think Very you're right. Fletcher. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, there's also, I just thought there's Frankenstorm too. I think we had one recently. Someone said Frankenstorm. Mm -hmm. Anything so. that's sort of cobbled or cobbled together from other things, from other parts, right? Yeah, like a turducken is sort of like Franken, a Franken. Mm -hmm. A Frankenbird. I like a Frankenbird. <laughs> I just have to, one thing that got me was I didn't realize. Okay, I'm going to ask, I'm going to read a, no, I can't read the sentence. It's not going to work for both of you. Is, do you think there's any other form of speech 
that monster can be? It's like a terrible question. It's oh, very yeah, confusing. I I'm not going to answer this because I, I saw it too. So. <laughs> Fletcher? <laughs> uh, well, I, I do know <laughs> this is this is r- really a deep cut, I think. I do know that there are basketball coaches who use the term monster as a verb. Mm-hmm. Wow. I never knew it until this episode, and I had to look up monster. I had no idea monster was a verb. So tell us about it, Fletcher, because I'm curious. Well, I, 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 can't, I can't, I mean, I can't tell you the more general sense, but um, a monster in, in basketball is often uh, when you double the post really hard. So some uh-huh. a, a guy's got the ball under the basket, say the tall guy does, the center, and uh, you send two guys after him real hard so that he, he has to get rid of the ball. Huh. Right. Basically, 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 it's it's a hard double on the post. I'm, and maybe other coaches use it in different ways, but that's what I've heard. We had the OED definition, and it sort of fits uh, to criticize harshly or savagely, as in this sentence from The Independent. She is regularly monstered by the home office, lionized by woman's hour, and warily admired by the teaching profession. Interesting. In that sense, it's like disparaging someone. But in a way, you're doing it as uh, the Aussie. The Aussies had one is attack, harass, mm-hmm. and pester. Yeah. Right. So maybe in effect, you're doing it like that. They're kind of harassing the the uh, the post, the right? Basket. Yeah. I never knew it. I never thought of monster at all as anything but a an. Animal. Well, you don't hear it hardly at all. I mean, like I said, the one time I did hear it is in that weird basketball sense, right? So it's not like it's in common mm. usage, at least not in my world. But it's beautifully evocative. I have yeah, to say, I agree. And even if we didn't. And we do know what it means just instinctively from the noun. So it works really well. I, I do like that. I'm just looking at that sentence again. Regularly monstered. I think I'm going to try to use it. I, I like, like it. it. I really do, too. Do you know how long it's been around as a verb? I'm wondering if it's a it's a noun that got verb. I think oh, it completely. is. Oh, that completely. I'm, I'm looking it up. I'll tell you. Because the verb originally was from the Latin, which was monere. And okay. then it entered mm-hmm. in as a noun into English. It did not enter in as a verb. OED has it first in the 1600s. First, the first example they have, of course, is Shakespeare. Using it to mean to make a monster of, to make monstrous. But it's not originally. That, that shows it clearly that it's not originally because the noun is far earlier than that. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's totally. Well, they have it at the etymologies from monster, the noun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, though. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because I don't know that I've ever even uh, heard of it before i like although do you uh, here's a not a fun verb to monsterfy to turn <laughs> into a monster <laughs> to monsterfy not monstrify no monsterfy these monsters would monsterfy <laughs> the manners this is like when we yassify something you guys remember <laughs> yeah. talking about that yeah yeah that's true but they have it here in the times from uh, the london times from 2001 he was monsterfied by his own success. Oh, wow. I actually I'm like going to use one. that, too. Oh, boy, this is great. I, I like it. <laughs> All right. Word number 89. <laughs> what are we up to? Ghost. Ghosty. Ghost, yes. Now, how old? Okay, I'm going to ask you both a question. Ross, you might know because you've done the research that I've done, probably. The sense, okay, ghost has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. The sense of, like, a ghost, dead person haunting you. When do you think that came about? I'm going to give you three dates. 
12th century, 14th century, 17th century. Mm. I wanted it to be even later. Well, I'm not going to answer because I have the answer. (laughs) I wanted it to be even later than the 17th century, so I'll go with that one. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you will be haunted tonight by three spirits. Now, oh, that's Christmas. Sorry. <laughs> no, 14th century. <laughs> 14th huh. century was when you started getting the dead person who won. Yeah. Sure. And I think we, we know the answer in, in the Holy Ghost, you know, we have in Christianity. So uh-huh. we don't have that as being a, a ghoulish creature. Or whatever. I suppose, I suppose not. Yeah. Good. So. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't think of that. <laughs> it just shows you how good I am at this stuff. I wonder now. I mean, history has generally been terrible for people, but the 1300s were especially terrible. Do you think that has anything to do with this idea of haunting spirits and the ghosts? Hmm. I mean, the 1300s were, were dreadful. You know, I mean, even even apart from the plague, there were uh environmental catastrophes going on everywhere people were just dying all over the place that's a very intriguing cut to be honest with you i hadn't thought about that i just saw the date and said okay you know i i wonder because you you're living with so much death if that if that kind i think of... no i think that makes a lot of sense because the great plague basically they're saying the late uh the late 14th century the late 1300s yeah. the great plague was th- uh, like 1350 yeah so i think that may and we have you know, debatable how many people died, but certainly many, many hundred, you know, hundreds of thousands of people died. I think that makes a lot of sense. And in the sense, I'm just wondering about in terms of ghost being in effect, a spirit giving up the ghost, people literally gave up the ghost. And then from there, it may have gotten to the, you know, the negative, uh, uh, pejoration uh, idea. I think that definitely makes sense. Fletcher. I think that's a really interesting point. I think that's very smart. Speaking of, of ghosts though, this one really interested me was poltergeist. Mm-hmm. For some bizarre reason, I never associated it with ghosts. Me neither. <laughs> I never did. Holy cow, geist, ghost, right? I yeah. don't know what to say I, because so I always have associated it with ghosts. I'm not... uh, really? Yeah. yeah. And you know, I grew up. I well, grew up I... reading all those weird books about about hauntings and and poltergeists and that sort of thing. And so uh, I. So did I. You did too. Okay. I did too. Well, I... <laughs> so I mean, it was always a ghost, a okay, poltergeist. Well, yeah. Well, I think we're going to end the podcast and the entire. <laughs> Why bother talking to Fletcher? He knows it. <laughs> I knew they were associated with ghosts, but I never oh, thought I did of too. the word as geist equals mm-hmm. ghost. I thought it was like I didn't geist. either. You know, I mean, it's like, a noisy. It means a noisy ghost. Right. Poltern comes to make noise to rattle, but I never thought of that. Okay, though, Fletcher. Now we know, we know <laughs> Mr. You know Smarty so Pants. <laughs> I know. Why don't you tell us the derivation <laughs> of the word? I love it. Werewolf. And we'd like it going back to the Proto-Indo-European, please. Yes, please, <laughs> please, by all means. No, no, this is great because I don't know the answer. But when when you told me we were going to talk about Halloween words and spooky words, I thought, oh, I hope we talk about werewolf. Because uh, oh, good. because I, I've always kind of wondered w- where that comes from. Why in the world do we call it a werewolf? Werewolf? Werewolf. I was just going to say, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> I didn't really, uh, this is interesting because where to me has like a weird sound to it. It sounds to me evil. Mm. And if I felt that way, and if I stated that, I'd be very wrong. Because the original root comes, Kathy, from the Proto-Indo-European. Yes, Kathy will pronounce there the we word. go. P-I-E, P-I-E. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to pronounce the word where. Yes. <laughs> Meaning oh, well, man. Oh, the Proto-European is the Proto-European oh, is we raw. We raw. Yes. We raw. Which is man. So it's man, and then wolf is wolf. Well, heck, so it's man wolf. That makes sense, it doesn't it? That makes a lot more sense than I expected. But as a kid, for some reason, uh, for some reason, werewolves always really got to me as a kid, including mm-hmm. the the Lon Chaney early one. And I always thought of where as as a as a kid as sort of being like evil or something. Well, Did yeah, because he was talking about the where things. W e r e. I don't know if it was where or where sort of in my yeah. Head. I thought you of like beware mean? or something. I don't know. In that sense. I didn't I didn't really connect it, but that's the case. It's a very very open and shut, you know, word, Wolfman. Yeah. Huh. Which you know we've heard of. <laughs> yeah, well now I, I now I feel like saying werewolves of London. You see, you're killing me, you guys. <laughs> or the wolfman is a werewolf. It's 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 the same thing, you know. Hasn't that now I'm curious and I have not looked this up. Hasn't that prefix W-E-R-E been attached to other things in like a sort of supernatural sense or am I making this up in my head? Mm, I've heard it attached. I've that? heard it attached to other animals and basically in the same sense, a, a human that uh-huh. turns into that animal, like a, a were badger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a film in this guys. We could make a fortune. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm looking it up. No, they had like apparently they had wear bear and wear calf, but that's not a cat, an evil. Yeah, calf I'm just looking to uh, Fletcher's right when he says it's often used as a prefix to indicate a type of shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not necessarily in a in a in an evil in an no. evil sense. I'm looking at the root. No, I don't see anything in that. Interesting question, though. We'll do some it is. I, I suddenly thought, okay, so werewolf, but then you also have lycanthrope, which you rarely hear. Mm-hmm. But I think you see that, yeah. don't you, in like fancy books nowadays that are like the new, the new things about werewolves and vampires. So I have a question about that. Uh, um, lycanthropy is is an actual condition. Yes. Did that come from the idea of of a wolfman, or did a lycanthrope come from the name of the condition? Well, no, it came from the Greek word for for wolf is uh, lykos, which okay. is wolf. Okay. And then man obviously is anthro anthropo anthropos. Sure. All right. So it's a uh, and and it's uh, it's definitely it's it's literally wolf man there. And yeah. It's a mental disorder in which the person thinks he's a werewolf, <laughs> but that you say it nicer Greek way instead. Interesting. Ross, do you remember when we were kids that horrible movie that Mom and Uncle Strat watched but with the, with the Varvolica? Oh, the Varvolica. Of course, I yeah. remember that. So now, what is that werewolf in Greek? Uh, I Varvolica is. I'm sorry, uh, Fletcher, for this like trip to our past again. No, wait, that sounds kind of familiar. I'm trying to. What was that it's movie? A, it was on. It was on TCM last week, actually. It's a dreadful film. It's got it's got great reviews. Incidentally, it's a horrible, horrible film. What was what was it? It's it's uh, it was um it was with uh, you're gonna have to edit this. <laughs> no, I want to know. Oh, it's in Greek. It would be uh, in Greek. It would actually be uh, Rikolakas. It's an undead creature. Was this Isle of the Dead? Yeah, That's Isle of the Dead. Probably That's it. it. <laughs> but they but what they said the Varvolica was, which in Greek would be Vri, was is Correct. actually an undead creature, more like a vampire than a, than a wolfman, though. All I remember is they were always shrieking about it in the film, and it was awful. Yeah. But actually, Greek Greece has, I mean, we're going to go into, uh, the Greece and the Balkans have a strong history of uh, 
uh, vampires. Vampires. It's really big. It's just I didn't think that movie was that great, but I haven't seen it for twenty years, thirty years. So maybe we should. It was watch awful. It it's got pretty got 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 decent reviews. I think at least on uh, yeah. at least on um this little site I'm Terrible. looking at. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch it. But uh, this is interesting, Russ, because I've always been scared of vampires. I really, I'm not kidding. That was always my big thing, and that's why I have the, I have the annotated Dracula and stuff. I was like, if I, if I'm scared, I'm gonna learn. Yeah. You know. Well, you've prepared. got a, you've got a long <laughs> history behind you of that. It's in my blood, so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Okay, let's let's end on the vampire Fletcher. What is the origin of vampire? No, I, let's, I, let's see if you know this. I wish I knew. And there are so many different words for vampires. I'm curious. I guess what the earliest one was. Well, the concept is obviously probably as old as uh, as we can as we can get think. Yeah, but the the word vampire in English, which is of course a malignant being, a reanimated corpse that sucks blood, is actually quite recent. Well, relatively recent. The OED I got basically the 1700s. Hmm. Right, that's relatively recent. Oh, it's funny because my wife sells rare, old, rare books. So to me, 1700s is really recent. I was thinking of 1400s. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, oh, that's really recent. So you thought, when you said that, Kathy, I thought, what? It's earlier than this. Yeah. Yeah. 1948. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, it's it's back, basically comes ba- uh, from, it's fairly recent. It's from the 1700s that it came into general use. Hmm. But we just talked earlier about the Greek versions, which is much older, that word. So the words itself are much older. I mean, the, the concept is much older. Yeah. I mean, but, but the word as we know, it com- comes from, as you said, in the 1700s, and it was from vampire, wasn't it? And like... Um, I'm just looking mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And it, oh God, it, it, a lot of it's from uh, Slavonic, Bulgarian, Ukrainian, Slavic again, Khazar, mainly Eastern European. Which is kind of um, which mm-hmm. is kind of the region we think of. Right. When we think of vampires, mm-hmm. maybe that's because. Of, oh, totally. Maybe that's because of uh, Dracula. Because of yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say Dracula. I still say Dracula, which Dracula. makes fun of me. Oh. Yeah, I do. I say Dracula. But um, I love the fact that vamp came from obviously from vampire and that was like the old theta bearer thing but i didn't realize that wasn't until 1911 that's the one thing that that really amazes me how many words that we think you know we think are ancient or so are so recent actually though where's no we know nosferatu where mm-hmm. does that come mm-hmm. from fletcher that's from films i know but... the film but i mean sure yeah, yeah i i did did it exist before that i i mean i don't i don't know I mean, the guy in the film is not named Nosferatu. It's Count Orlok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they say it comes from old. They say it comes from old Romanian. That, okay. Uh, he, that uh, from the Greek Nosforos, which means disease bearing. But uh, I think Ooh. we're getting a little bit weird on that. But what were you guys? I'm curious what you said. The Count in the film. What were you going to say? Oh, they couldn't get the rights to Dracula, and so they had to read. Right. They had to read. Yeah. Rename no, him. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that god i haven't seen that in years uh nosferatu both versions are good as a matter of fact i didn't see the newer one well the newer one 1970 is it was her Werner herzog well herzog and i have issues ah, <laughs> not not personally <laughs> oh, <but. okay. laughs> actually do you guys know where does dracula come from fletcher uh Maine. well I, I i had thought that vlad tepes was also sometimes called vlad dracul but maybe that's just something that people grafted onto it i don't know yeah his dad was called his dad was uh vlad the second dracul but 
where does the name Dracula come from? What is the word? Dragon, right? That? Isn't it yes, dragon? Exactly. Oh, yes, exactly. I gotcha. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's not Dracula, it's Dracula. 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 And Dracula is son of Dracula. <laughs> so we have Dracula is the the Eula part is son of. So we have son. Son Dracula of the dragon, son of Dracul, uh-huh. or ah. son of the dragon. This is making me want to watch all those horrible Hammer films now. They're not the horrible. Love, don't call them I horrible. Love the Hammer films. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> I've got a. I, I always take them. I always watch them on PBR every every yep. uh, October. I love them. <laughs> yep. I, I love. I particularly love the the uh, vampire ones. Those are my favorites. Oh God, yeah. With and Peter Cushing in every single one in yes. some role. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. You're Saying It Wrong is a worldwide affair. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Granada, Spain. Ross Petrus from his home in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or better yet, a review on your podcast platform of choice. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And don't forget they have a new book out, A History of the World Through Body Parts. The stories behind the organs, appendages, digits, and the like attached to or detached from famous bodies. You can find that pretty much anywhere you get books as well. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.